Hello and welcome to fucking reality queens. I'm Amelia. And I'm Sarah. And we're here again for your listening pleasure as always. As always. <laughs> why, why do I say that? I don't know because we never know exactly what to say in our intro. Yeah. I just here for your listening pleasure. I sound like a damn porn thing. <laughs> I'm here for your rubbing pleasure. No, anyway. Uh, That's funny. You know, these holidays have really got me exhausted. Oh, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. It is just, it's, I'm so extra, extra exhausted. I've been doing so much stuff that I don't know whether I'm coming or going and Mm-hmm. Here we are, you know, almost to Christmas time. I can't believe it. I was realizing today that it's like less than two weeks. Uh, Just over 10 days. I started to panic a little. Yeah. A little bit. It's going to be here before we know it. Yep. It'll come and go. So um, I'm sitting here and um, happened to have been talking with one of my kids who was bitching. Because they're now feeling very stretched thin mm-hmm. with the holidays yep. because they are now older and they are with, they have partners in life, yeah. whether they're engaged yet or not, you know, but they're, they're with someone. So now they have their holidays to go to right? Um, with their, their partners mm-hmm. and they're bitching about having to go so many different places. Right. And they start bitching about, you know, well, it's bad enough, you know, being in a divorced family mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And so it just kind of made me think about it. And I was like, you know, this is something that we should talk about because, you know, when we introduced ourselves to the public, you know, there is the about us on our pages. Right. And whereas your widow yep i'm divorcee yep and it's a blurred line with people it is it's a very blurred line with the way people treat us uh-huh. everything else and it shouldn't be it's a very cut and dry thing yeah so i and very just, different vastly yes. vastly different but we are very much treated the same in a lot of areas and yeah it's it's not <laughs> it's not the case yeah. so you know, i thought we could maybe discuss that it's you a good know idea. today because it just, I don't know, just her bringing up the whole having to go to 50 different places uh-huh. and everything. I was like, you know, this is would be a good time to kind of talk about some of this discussion about the difference in, in our lives. Right. And everything. Um, you know, you don't have to, like when you're widowed, you don't have that whole blurred line, you know, of... of who do I, do I go to mom's or do I go to dad's? Do I, right. you know, it's, it's not like that. But on the same hand though. But it can be. It can be. So <laughs> it can that's be. what I, that's where I, you know, mm-hmm. feel like the blurred line words come in yeah. there. Yeah. You know, in some aspects, but in some other areas it's not. But I get, I get my child's complaint. Mm-hmm. I do and too. Stuff. It's a lot of places to go at one time, but you know, everybody equally wants to see and deserves to spend time right absolutely yeah and i feel so bad it is tough it it is tough when you come from a divorce situation or even in mine you know with being widowed it, it depends on how the families handle 
that loss as to how things move forward. You know, when my uh, late husband, we always kind of knew that he was going to go before me. And without getting too deep into that, that's a whole nother topic, whole nother podcast, whole nother day. But we had many discussions about how we thought um, his family would move forward in his absence. He really expected that they would pull me and the, the kids close and you know, continue on as if nothing had happened or, or not that nothing had happened, but like keep us close. Like the dynamics of the family the, right, the, had not fractured. Right. That they would have been completely. That, right. It, it always fractures. A little but bit. Just yeah. Not of course. Completely yes. like shattered. Right. It didn't shatter. Expect a fracture, but not a shatter. And not a shatter. And we ended up with a complete shatter. Yeah. And my daughter actually had to remind my mother-in-law often my parents did not divorce because my mother-in-law very much treated us as if we had divorced exactly and we were not divorced you know yeah we, we were not that's where and it's lines are blurred the lines I think get blurred. That people um treat people that are widowed whether they're a widow or widower mm-hmm because I know there's a difference between the two, mm-hmm. whether they're male or female. They treat them like they're divorcees. Right. Like they like somebody's done something wrong uh-huh. or somebody's wronged somebody. When you are a young widow or widower. Yeah. If you're an old, older, it's, different. it's completely different. Completely but different. Young, yeah. But when you're young and you are able to uh, continue on with, with life and start anew, um, you are very much treated uh, in a lot of cases as a divorcee and yeah. that's and i think it's frustrating wrong it's <laughs> it fr- is wrong it's frustrating yeah it is so very wrong. yeah i thought it'd be a good time to talk about that stuff well and you know i think that sometimes the way people in families treat people that get divorced mm-hmm. um shitty i think is so wrong uh, because it you is. Know, sometimes in some marriages Divorce is probably the best thing that ever happened. Right. You will find, like, <clears throat> I think in some aspects, like my ex and I, we get along much better now mm-hmm. and have been better parents now. Was that you or me? That was me. <laughs> that I heard was it. Me. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> I think we ultimately ended up being better parents right. being divorced than being together yeah you've taken I, all the stress off of that sounds it's not it's not in a lot i mean for a lot of people that divorce they you're lucky enough to figure that out and be able to do it amicably yeah you know a lot of people can't get over their own egos yeah. to have an amical divorce and that is also unfortunate especially when you have kids involved whether they're adult ch- children little children it doesn't matter it affects them all the same oh yeah we get along so well i mean um yeah we do butt heads here and there on some things and it, we do get a little frustrated with each right. other occasionally but for the most part we actually get along we still laugh we still laugh about things i'm mean, like we're better friends we remember our friendship that's what we i was gonna say remembered our friendship that's what i was gonna say and we will like call each other over something will remember remind one of us of something and we'll call each other and be like hey dude do you remember uh-huh. blah 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 <laughs> and do you remember that oh my god did you see this or that and you can't help but do that especially when you've had a history yeah i feel like if people could try and remember why they married the person 
to begin with. Yeah. You don't have to keep loving them the way that you did back then. Yeah. But if you can just remember what it was that made you fall in love with them to begin with, yeah. you're able to continue to have some sort of, like you said, friendship yeah. moving forward. Because like in our case, it wasn't like we are one of those couples that got together and um, like because it was a shotgun thing or right. anything else like that. Like, as you know, because you were there from I was there. the beginning to end. <laughs> yep. You know, we met, we dated. We dated for, we were together for a few years. Few years. I mean, I think I was 18 when we started really dating. Yeah. And we didn't get married until after I was 21. Because right. I was like, I'm not getting married till after 21 because I want to be able to legally drink at my wedding. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm not having a punch in mint uh-huh. wedding. I want alcohol. Yeah. And I did at a big, gorgeous wedding. Yeah, I wanted beautiful. unlimited flowing amounts of champagne. And I sure <laughs> as hell did. My dad made sure I had tons of cases of champagne oh, yeah. and it was flowing. Yep. So, you know, that was, a, you know, a thing. I So, you know, we... Several years, and then we even waited to have our first yeah. child. Yeah, we didn't have our first one until after I was twenty-three. Yeah, so yeah. you know, see, you can even do the quote unquote by the books, right? And still and end up still. being divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I've known people that have dated for years and had great relationships all you know through their dating history, and then they finally decide to get married and they're divorced in a year. Oh, yeah. I really honestly <laughs> so think weird. that divorce or that marriage can sometimes ruin a relationship. I, yeah. Some people just that, shouldn't put that. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pressure or the, what, yeah, the, the label? Yeah. The label and the pressure of that kind of commitment. I think it freaks some people out. Yeah. I think some people just the whole not having the ability to just walk away. Right. Yep. Really just does them in. It just, I mean, Perfect example of two people who got it right is Goldie Hawn. I was and about to Russell. say Goldie Hawn, <laughs> Kurt Russell. I was, Kurt I was Russell, about to the say two the of same them are thing. The smartest people yep. because they have been together forever, never got married. They have a beautiful family. Yeah, I think they've been together close to forty years. Like yep. it has been a long time. I was why, just about to say the they same were like, thing. Why? Why? What, what's the whole point of it? Yeah, this work that works for them, and yep. not having that label, that stress, that legal binding thing that can create so yep. many problems yeah it, it's a beautiful thing i'll tell you <laughs> it's what a beautiful i thing. would never ever 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 remarry i can understand that if ever. something were to happen to this the marriage i'm in now i don't think i would ever remarry i can't i, I could be never, down with having a life partner yeah i could be down with that i i would never turn my nose up to having somebody to experience life with mm-hmm. and to go on adventures with right and to um have that companionship and just have fun mm-hmm. but i cannot ever fathom having that no never again never there's ever so again. much that goes into it when you combine the legalities of your life yeah. Because that's all it is. I mean, really, that's all a marriage is, is I'm going to take my 
legally binding things and combine them with your legally binding things and make them a joint legally binding thing. If if it's a celebration thing you want to do, you can celebrate. You can have a celebration of your your commitment without it being... Without it being filed in the courts. Yep. Yep. Being, you can be like, look, hey, everybody, we we just kind of would like to have a party and and just celebrate the fact that we love each other and we're having fun. You can have a wedding. I mean, you can have a wedding without it being, you know... Yeah. Binding in the courts. Because <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, that is all it is. People, you know, joining I, their yeah. assets. Because, you know, I know that. So our next podcast that we're going to do is going to be on the topic of when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. Or when do you realize that it's abuse? Right. Yeah. And, um... This and is all the forms it can take. Prime example of what I was talking about is, you know, I was in a pretty serious relationship mm-hmm. after marriage yep. to my ex. And I did not realize at first that it was abusive. And then it just clicked one day. Yeah. But it's what we will talk about on the next mm-hmm. one. And it, it's one of those examples that I'm talking about that, you know, I just... You know, it's probably the reason why I would never, never. It's understandable that you wouldn't. Well, and, you know, you and I lived as close as we have always been. We lived in different areas for a while. And when I would come and visit, I would see, you know, short snippets of your relationship. And I thought you guys just had an interesting dynamic. I didn't realize, and I thought that it was a dynamic that you were comfortable with. And then as, you know, when I started spending more time around and I started thinking, no, I don't, I don't know. And then when you finally came to the realization, I went, okay, (laughs) okay. So what I'm seeing is actually right. You know, I'm not just seeing it from a a weird perspective or missing parts, or maybe this is a, like I said, a dynamic that I thought you were comfortable with. Um, I'm really glad that you figured out that it wasn't and took steps to get out of it because that was crazy. Yep. <laughs> that oh, yeah. was crazy. And I definitely, it, it is one that I want to talk about because um, hopefully it might help someone mm-hmm. that listens to our podcast, yep. maybe take a step back and go, holy fuck. Yeah. That happens to me. Right. And that you and I have both been me. through things, you know, we've talked about this before too. How in my first marriage, there were a lot of things that I didn't realize went on that were damaging to me until I got into another relationship that didn't have those negative connotations. And now I'm going, whoa, you know, it (laughs) really, it really changes. It really changes your thought process Mm -hmm. and and probably has made me very jaded and probably why, you know, everybody keeps saying, Hey, you need to get out there. You need to do this. I have no interest in it. I have zero interest in it because I have been hurt Right. So bad yep. that I literally have kind of lost my faith in the, you know, realm of relationships. Right. right. Which is giving, understandable. Giving my heart because mm-hmm. I had always been a person that when I gave my heart, I gave my heart. Right. All of it. Yeah. You know. Yep. I, I am a, you know very passionate person and stuff so you know 
And I think in a way that's partially why like I still have a good friendship with my ex-husband. Right. You know, with him, it's like I'm I'm not in love with my ex-husband by any means, but they're always going to be a part of me that's going to love him. Of I'm course. Going to, of course. I have the love of the memory of the good times. Yeah. I have three beautiful children that I thank God for and thank him for every oh, day. Yeah. I'm so thankful that we share that and that we gave each other that gift. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I'm thankful for them. You know, even when they're little pains in my asses. <laughs> Which well, they are. Kids are always pains in our asses <laughs> yeah. at some point. Some point or yeah. another, whether they're, again, little or, or big. Oh, yeah. But, They'll drive us a little bit crazy. You know. Drive us a little it, bit crazy. There'll always be that caring part. Yeah. And stuff. But I'm going to get back to where originally was going and back to the beginning with the whole difference in the dynamics. Yeah. Of the... I don't know, the, the, the way treated and stuff. So, right. you know, in our case, we, there, I can't say there, there was either one of us were 100% to be blamed for right. the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that, that he was in the wrong and there are things that I take responsibility for and I was in the wrong. Right. You know, it, but it, it however, there are people that treat me like I'm the bad person. And there's right. people that treat him like he's the bad person. Mm-hmm. And it was so wrong. Yeah. They shouldn't. Right. They were not in our relationship. Exactly. They do not know the actual truth, the every details. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure out of anger, there were times that he probably said things and viewed things differently than what they really were. And I'm sure I the same way. Of course. In those that's moments. Normal. But, I mean, that's... You know, now looking down the road later, you know, it's like, you know, some of the things were not 110%, you know, what they were. And some were, but they got to that point because of other reasons. Right, right. You right, know. Right, Yeah. Yeah. So the way that people treat us as divorcees is pretty fucking shitty. It, it, it's like the stigmatism with it is just fucking horrible. Like it you're is. a failure. Mm-hmm. Like you're a horrible person. It's like, ooh, what did you do wrong? Uh-huh. Or ooh, what did they do wrong? Yep. Um, they're not all bad people. No. Just like they treat people that are young widows or mm-hmm. widowers like they're bad people. Like they honestly, did something wrong. Honestly, like, when you move on with your life, if you yeah. are a young Whatever, whatever, and you move on with your life, especially if you move on fairly quickly, um, which there is n- no time frame on this. Absolutely. I have known people that have stayed, you know, by themselves for quite a while before they were ready to get out there. I have known people who have jumped right back into other relationships. I'm one of them. And I can tell you that it happens a lot um, in situations such as mine. Uh, I will go ahead and put it up put it out there and my husband committed suicide and in that realm when you are a widow or widower of suicide those people do have a tendency to move on a little more quickly because we didn't make this choice 
This no. is not a choice for us. And, and my life continues sorrow, to move on. It seems like sometimes in your sorrow and your hurt, when you have somebody who comes there uh-huh. and is is nurturing and loving. And you it, need that. You, you need, need that. And they can sometimes open your eyes and your heart to. Yep. And, you know, honestly, something else that we deal with, and, and I know I'm not alone here. I have several friends whose uh, husbands have also committed suicide. We were all kind of a group. It's a very odd way that these things have happened. Um, but we um, need someone to be able to be there just for us. Yeah. Because everyone is grieving. Everyone is experiencing that loss. And the one, honestly, that feels it the most is the spouse, the spouse and the kids. Yeah. And we are the ones that get the least amount of support. So to have someone else outside step in and be able to be there for us, not grieving, yeah, just to be able to listen. I noticed being the person from the outside, because yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember that there. day very well, because I was... In contact with you leading up to before he was discovered yep. when the whole day. you didn't know where he was Yep, to the end. And um, I remember very much how, of course, many people rallied around his mother yes. and his siblings. Yes. And not to fault them. I'm not. No. Not. But people don't realize a lot of people will do that rally around the parents. Right. And the siblings mm-hmm. of the deceased person, and you should, but you, when there is a spouse and children involved, right. they really need. Yeah, also. we needed it. We needed they it. We really, didn't get it. really, really <laughs> need it because you know they are just as important as everyone else, and sometimes even more so, especially well, those children. Absolutely, who, that was their parent. That was their parent. I mean, well, think about it. You're a, a child living at home. For 18 years. Yeah. My ex-husband and I were together 25. He spent more of his life with me than he did with his mother. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I was the one that was with him day in and day out. I mean, as a parent, of course. I mean, not to negate. Right. Not one bit. But I and my children suffered greatly. Yeah. And had very little support. No, I remember. It was very, very rough. I and, tried to and step we were up and ostracized help. as if, yeah, like so I said, I, that we were that I that I left him. I didn't leave him. I remember that. I remember <laughs> because your son came and stayed with me. Yes, he didn't go stay with them. No, he, stayed, he came and stayed he with didn't, you. He didn't want to. No, it, it was terrible. It yeah. was terrible. And I know, like I said, I know I'm not alone. I've got other friends who have gone through the exact same situation and. Thank, I hate to say thank goodness, but I'm glad that I had people that, that could understand. That could understand. Yeah, yeah. Because no matter how much me. I tried, I could not be 100% what you needed. It's hard. I could only be there and be what I could for you, and I understood that. Right. And I, all I could do is step up and try to do the best I could. And you were there anyway. I needed you, and I <laughs> stepped back when I needed to. Mm-hmm. And yep. let those people step in that could fill that void right. that needed to be filled for you. Yeah. And and that's what you do as a best friend. That's why I'm one of your ride or dies. Yep. I've always been that way for you. Oh, yeah. Throughout everything I've gone your through. Life, everything, <laughs> everything I've your gone life. through. You've when your there. poor brother got pistol whipped. 
that was, was awful. in the hospital. I'm not one of those people that goes and hangs out at the hospital and gawks and wrings no. their hands and oh, 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 oh. Right. No. no. What did I do? I brought up food. a whole bunch of food and I said, do y'all need anything? Yep. I love you. You offer to take kids. You bring food. Do, you offer to take children and you yep. go. Do I need to take kids? With, I did take one because mm-hmm. your daughter needed to step away from the yep. hospital because you guys have been there for hours. I'm like, I love you all. Little kisses. And I'm like, call me if you need anything. Yep. And I left because that's what you do. So many people are like rubberneck. Yeah, they, yeah. Honestly, in, in they try to insert traumas. themselves in the middle of the of the drama. It's like and it's, it's like, not your business. It's not your shit. Right. You know? Not your drama. You show up. You know? you, you offer help. Mm-hmm. You bring them what they need. You yep. make sure they have everything they need. You step back. You say, "You got my number. You call me." I'm exactly. Here. Exactly. Well, I hate how people treat um, young widows and widowers. It's a rough because... spot to be in. It really is. It really, really is. You know, if, if you become widowed at an, an advanced age in life, you know, when it's expected, you know, yeah. people are at that end of life kind of thing. Um, it's a it's a completely different dynamic. When you're a, a young person trying to move on with your life, it's not okay. <laughs> you are ostracized for you know, wanting to, to move on. And like I said, in my situation and others like mine, we didn't choose this. This was a choice made for us by our spouses. And that is a rough, rough spot to be in a really rough spot to be in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just hate that sometimes you and I get treated equally in this. Right. Yeah. I know that sounds awful to sit there and say that you, hate that you're treated equally with somebody but but this is a circumstance that we are not to be treated equals we have two completely different scenarios yes and yet the way that we're treated by the outside world is Is identical identical (laughs) Identical. it's like um excuse me no Mm -hmm. she is not with her husband by not by her choice right and not because and not because he he left left and he's still alive somewhere else right Right. Off doing something with someone else. Right. No. He is no longer with us. He is no longer here. And he he chose to leave for mm-hmm. that matter. And yep. Not even like it was an illness that took him away. Right. To boot right. even. Right. Yeah. And then it's me, you know, we we divorced. We we chose to say, nope, this is just not for us. We're better off. And a off. joint decision at that. Yeah. It, <laughs> was know, it wasn't decision. one or the other. It was no. both of you. you yeah. Know. Yeah. It's like, okay, who's going to go down and follow? Are you can do right. it or am I? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here, I'll go ahead and do it. I'll pay for it and go do it. Yeah. yeah. This isn't cool. working, right? Right. Yep, right. Okay. Yep. Okay. 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 <laughs> We're, we'll go to the, we even went and sat at the parenting classes together. I love it. Whereas, you know, at the parenting classes that you have to, because in our state that we're in, yeah. you have to go to parenting classes for divorce. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there together and we're actually kind of laughing. We're sitting there cracking oh, jokes sure. together because some <laughs> of the shit they're—it's like dur, right? But what's crazy is the thought that they actually have to teach us exactly. To some people. It's yes, like, oh who needed God. to hear that? Who the hell needed? To- <laughs> Apparently, somebody did. Uh huh. That's scary. But we're sitting there laughing about it. But then you see these couples that you can tell by the stink eye. Oh that's yeah, getting shot. I can across imagine. the aisle like <laughs> it's—it was like going to a bride and groom wedding like. 
this side there's this group and this side you can tell the division oh like, gosh and oh the gosh whole, and then here's him and i sitting together just cracking up cracking jokes so, you know there's the little break and there's the coffee and the tea and the cookies <laughs> uh-huh. and, we're over there. and we're like oh my god is this bullshit and i'm like yeah dude this is bullshit and we're laughing about it and then we go back to sitting down Funny. together you know we laughed and we, we go into court for divorce and it's like there was no no anything and it was we we actually both of us kind of cried a little we were yeah. you know very teary-eyed because it it's sad we I mean, got married it's sad because we loved each other right that's right our children were created out of love yep it was not um it was not a bad situation it just we both wanted different things out of life that's what i was gonna we say got you guys just married young we grew in different together, directions you know, we went in different directions mm-hmm. we made some mistakes at the end yep that because of us growing differently mm-hmm. we we just did not handle life choices properly right and how we treated each other yeah we did not treat each other properly mm-hmm. you know doesn't make us horrible people not at all but not at all do you think that had okay let's say you had stuck it out for a few a few years for whatever reason you just fought for those few years and shit was really bad but you didn't divorce do you think divorce still would have ended up being inevitable or do you think you would have possibly grown back together yeah like grown in maturity to know how to handle each other differently i don't know i you know the one thing we didn't ever do is we never did counseling so we never went to therapy we never did marriage counseling or anything like that um i did ask him to do it but he is just one of those people that doesn't believe in therapy or anything like that he does not he has the misconception that therapy and i'm sorry if he is listening to this podcast he'll probably get mad at me for this but i don't care um, we can just, this can be one of those little things that we do argue about mm-hmm. um he has this misconception that when you go to therapy or ther- or go to a psychiatrist that they tell you how to feel that's not no. the case not <laughs> no. the case at all and that was one of our big arguments not that there I, aren't bad therapists out there that do that but yeah by and large, that's but not. If you yeah, do go to one premise. and they start to do that, you go. Um, excuse me, you're not the person for me. I'm going right. to find a new one exactly. and you go somewhere else. That is not the way it's supposed to go. Because um, I have no qualms with admitting that I have gone to therapy for my own self to mm-hmm. help get through different life things. I lost my father at a very young age. Yep. I struggle with it still to this day. Yep. Because my father and I were very close. Right. I was a daddy's girl. Yep. I need him still to say, yeah, you need him more now than ever. Right. right. Um, so, you know, I have no qualms with sharing with people that I, I'm a strong believer in therapy. Me too. So, I think everyone can benefit from a yes. stint on the couch. Whether yes. you realize it or not, you can. Yes. So I had asked him to do it in his big argument was I, I'm not about to go have somebody tell me how I'm supposed to fucking right. think and Seems feel. Seems to be a common misconception with men. Yes. And it is. A lot of a it lot is of with males mm-hmm. that feel and think this way. So, um, you know, maybe if we had done therapy and learned some life tools, mm-hmm. then 
there is a possibility. I I don't. I kind of think so too. And um, I think that we probably could have worked through things and maybe stuck it out and probably would still be together to this day. Makes me but wonder, like, also, what your marriage would be like. You know, if you had, would it? Would it have ended up being a really good, strong marriage, or would it have just been a mediocre marriage that you learned how to work through? Like, it's very interesting to think it's about very, to me. It, it could be one or the other. Right. It could it have could been. Either way. It could have been really amazingly fucking hella strong. Right. Could have right. been really fucking strong. Mm-hmm. But then it could have also very easily been um, just tolerating. I each was going to say learning how to cope. So just and, learning how to uh-huh. be like coexist. Right. So, yeah. I mean, who's to know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting really to, to think know. about. I like thinking about those things. No, I mean, and it is a good one to think about. I mean, there was never hate there. So that's why I can say there is always that possibility right, there. Right. Had there been hate, then, you know, I'm not one of those, oh, hell nah. Right. That motherfucker <laughs> needs to get the fuck up out of here. Uh-uh. Hell nah. No, Me it either. was never one of those situations. No. It was never. I am a a firm believer in, you know, fight fighting for for your marriage. And obviously there are marriages that just should not be together. No, because there's some relationship. I was in that one long Mm -hmm. relationship that um, I was in way too long. Way too long. Yeah, definitely way too long. Way too long. Yeah, I actually would have said that about the marriage I'm in now a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, we because we did get together um, but do you think the relationship time. that I was in, do you think that if I had no. done something nope. and pushed through nope. that it could there is have, no way. like, your marriage no. that you were just saying? No way. There's yeah. no way. No. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I would have thought that about mine, honestly, have until having seen yours. Oh, yeah. Mine, my um, relationship was like the poster child of it run really, for the I, border. I hate to say that, but it really kind of was. Like, there are things that are um, obstacles that you can overcome and work through. And then there are some things that are just fundamentally wrong that if that person who has those fundamental issues isn't aware of, can't see, are just hardwired into who they are, and they have no desire to... to Acknowledge it, see it, change it, become better for it. There's no, there's no way. There's no working around it. And that's the only difference between my ability to work through my marriage and that relationship. That relationship was my husband was willing to look inward and go, okay. The day that I realized that I was actually being abused, like. I could really put the word abuse Abuse. Mm -hmm. there. I just, I I can't even tell you. It's like there's part of me that there was this release Mm -hmm. in me where I just cried. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And cried. And it was like. I realized I can't hide this from my family anymore. I can't right. hide this from my friends anymore. And I think that my, we had went on a family vacation and I think he started showing his colors in my family vacation. Right. And people started to see things. And then you, of course, were coming mm-hmm. around more because you had um, moved closer to right. where I was. And he was slipping up and showing it in front uh-huh. of me. And yep. so it was one of those cases where it's like, okay. I literally had to start asking you, go, okay, am I losing my mind? Right, or right. Or does this seem like abuse to you? Mm-hmm. Or, or am I just 
Am I am overreacting? I, am I calling? Am I crying wolf? Right, am right. I, or, yeah. Or, yeah. No, you weren't. Because it really, it, it really was, like I said, because the dynamic had been that way for so long and you were so ingrained in it. And uh, as an outsider looking in, I I just thought it was a weird dynamic. You know, I just, okay, well, you know, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's in for. But then when you started questioning it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then no. when you started seeing other things, uh-huh. yeah, and because then, you hadn't even seen no, I hadn't everything. Seen, no. When you start seeing no. behind the door, yeah. when he doors. started slipping up and saying and doing things in my presence that he had never done before. And what really started solidifying it to me was he would always, I'm going to say, play this game of being very communicative with me. He would talk with me, you know, he would, we would talk and hang out and, you know, have little conversations and things. And then all of a sudden that stopped. He stopped saying hi to me when he came in. He stopped trying to have those conversations with me. And I think it, I, I feel like it's because he was realizing that I wasn't, I wasn't, falling for it anymore i was seeing the truth and i think he was afraid to say anything because i would catch on yeah oh yeah it was uh not good (laughs) not a good not a good situation oh yeah when i realized i was being gaslight sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes it was gaslighting yeah oh absolutely that's not the way that happened i didn't say that you know, trying to make you believe that things happened in a way that they didn't believe that they didn't happen. That is gaslighting. And that was happening. Yeah. When you find yourself apologizing. Right. For stuff that you're like, why am I apologizing? You didn't do it wrong. I didn't do a damn (laughs) thing wrong. You didn't do a damn thing wrong. Yeah. But you apologize just to make peace. Yeah. Just to be able to move on with your day. And that's no way to live. That's just no way to live. Yeah. No way to live. So I won't ever have to worry about being a divorcee again. <laughs> no worries there. I don't know. I, I hope that I never have to be a divorcee. I tell you what, though, if my biggest fear is being widowed twice over. No, it really is. It scares. That's the like my bubby because my bubby has outlived two husbands and now a son. <sighs> See, that's so scary. Bubby's a hundred and two. <coughs> Pardon me. That's true. I'm barely 50, but you know, my, my husband lived kind of a fast life before he got with me and that I worry about the damage that he did to himself, you know, living that fast life and he's got back problems and he's got, you know, other things and doesn't like going to the doctor and it scares the shit out of me. I'm like, please do not put me in this situation again. Yeah. Like I need you here. I need you here for the long haul. (laughs) Please take care of yourself. I don't think I can do this twice. You know, once was bad enough. I can't do it a second time. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. So Uh, much. This has been a kind of um, heavy little bit of topic for December. (laughs) (laughs) Round out the year with some heavy shit. Oh, I'm so ready for a new year. I was going to say, you know what, though? I I look at it this way. We're going to bring some light to some things this week that maybe will help people make some changes. uh, For their new new year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to totally do right before. That's it. One of our topics is going to be New Year's resolutions. Oh, definitely. I am so on that one. Uh, you know, you I, have, about- I do the same one every year and it is foolproof. Uh, and we'll talk about it later. That sounds good <laughs> because I'm I'm down for that one. It is foolproof. Because I can say I could make one this year that I know for a fact that I did. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, you sure can. Everybody sits there and says they're going to do this one. I'm uh-huh. sure I can. You, you 100% know it's going to happen. <laughs> yep, it's true. And, you're, and then you can sit there and go, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> hey, nobody said what the rules were, all right? <laughs> nobody said what the Choking rules were. Over here. Oh, my goodness. I'm <laughs> killing myself. Oh, I love it. I love it, too. Well, I think that um, we probably are going to need to wrap up this um, this podcast, especially before the equipment all dies, because we've been sitting here doing this podcast with no electric <laughs> Complete battery power. some semi over here by the warehouses um, literally hit a power pole, and there's been no power and so we have been working today with no power and... And it's starting to get dark. Yeah. I mean, I know they've got a generator that they can start up, but they have yet to start up a generator. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Honestly, I don't want We're going to be sitting in the dark in a few minutes. Yeah. I think the generator will probably keep the equipment going, but I can't see it getting keeping the heat going. So. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just going to make sure everything doesn't die it's gonna be freezing uh-huh so i'm I'm good with wrapping this shit up did you hear speaking of freezing that we might be in for really cold weather next week no yeah like possible winter precipitation <gasps> could we possibly mm-hmm. end up having a it close to christmas yeah yeah oh yep. that would make my i really want it i really want like a white christmas yeah mm-hmm that would be all Give right. Give me something happy. I know, I'm right? like, I a dusting would be great. I don't yeah. want like, I don't want like feet. I like it when it um, is on the grass, but the roads are still clear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's mm-hmm. good. Nice wet. Yes. So the, and the roads be cleared. Yep. But the ground would be white and the Perfect. rooftops. Perfect. And, and I want it falling though. I like yeah. it while it's still falling. Oh yeah, me too. Big flakes. Oh, big flakes. Just big flakes. Love it. Ground be, you know, A couple of years be... ago when we got all that snow and it was so cold. Oh God, it was wonderful. I love just sitting there opening all the blinds and watching the huge the huge, snow flakes. Yeah, the flakes that are so big that it doesn't matter. You still actually see them out yeah. the window. Yep. That's what I want. And if you've got a street light nearby and you can watch them go down near the street light. Oh, oh I just love it. I love it. I love it. I don't love cold weather. But I do but love But see, if snow. you're in your house and you got your house warm enough, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So you can be in with the warmth uh-huh. and stuff. As as oh, you got to go fire up that fireplace. I know. I still need somebody to come out and check it. I haven't had a chimney sweep come out and make sure well, that it's safe. get them out to check it and stuff. Yeah. Then that way you can... Be so nice. Yes. Aww. Because you need to get some wood ordered like ASAP. It's a it's gas. Oh, oh does that have fake logs? Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. It's gas log. Gas fake logs. Yep. Yep. Well, there's this one that I want that looks like a fireplace and it looks like gas logs and all of that that's at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. That is like one of the entertainment centers. I want one of those for my bedroom. Yeah. So bad. I want one for my bedroom. I want one for my living room. Uh That is the thing that I am grieving the loss of my fireplace. Fireplace. I know. I'm like, oh, I keep reminding myself with the downsizing into this rinky dinky house because right now, every time, if you go in the living room, I have removed some stuff because I couldn't handle it anymore. (laughs) So I put up my Christmas. I'm like, I'm in a motherfucking cracker barrel. That's what my house looks like, cracker barrel, because I don't have enough space to spread out my Christmas. Uh So it's all crumped together, looking like a fucking cracker barrel. Yep. 
pissing me off. <laughs> I was like, I can't take it anymore because I am not a person that likes clutter. Right. I don't like clutter and my house looks Christmas cluttered and it's freaking me out. Yeah, so I understand. I started putting up some of my Christmas and it's making me sad now. Aww. It's making my heart sad because I am a huge Christmas buff. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like reminding myself, okay, we put up Christmas because it's too small. <laughs> I don't have a fireplace because it's too small. <laughs> then I'm like, Amelia, remember the reason why you downsized is so that you can get all that land that you want to be out on and exactly. have all those animals and have all my kids. Because, yes, so I know people are like, oh, well, you can get land pretty cheap. But no, people, I'm wanting at least probably 80 to 100 acres of land. Because she wants a compound. I, yeah, I, I'm wanting big acreage because I want my adult children to be out there. They want to, well, I don't know if my daughter wants to be out there. I was going to say, your sons, for my sure. My sons, definitely my oldest, he's wanting to be out on the land with us. And we want enough space between us. That's why we want so much acreage. Right. So our plans are like kind of like one house over here, one house way over here. Mm -hmm. But we're going to put like the barn and the animal's centrally located right and we're all going to care for them because we're going to all basically eat them right right <laughs> we're yeah. all going to eat them we're going to <laughs> grow them and eat them we're going to eat them but no we're all going to like oh bessie you're gonna, set, you're gonna smell so good as a hamburger <laughs> Do what? You'll be like, oh, Bess, you're going to smell so good as a hamburger. Yeah. I'm like, mm, <laughs> look at that steak uh -huh. walking across the pasture. <laughs> Come here, little bacon. Yummy. I got some slop for you. I have no qualms with that. I mean, here we are. I don't even live out on like land land and I've got chickens. Right. And um, which people I would see love it to grow my, my own pig for a slaughter so that I know what he's eating. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? I have no qualms with that. It was, it's funny because today I... Fried up some eggs for the kids. I love it. The youngest one, S Man's like, I won't eat those. Those came from our chickens. How can you do that? And I was like, They're the best, dude. Look how uh -huh. I was like, I cracked one up. I'm like, look how golden these yolks are, yep. dude. And it, the tea man's like, um, those eggs are brown. When <laughs> when are they gonna turn white? I'm like, oh, that's how not funny. what they do. Because these are the first, you know. They're just starting to lay. You need to take them to the um, grocery store and let them see that they sell brown eggs in the grocery store. Yeah, that I'm might make them feel better. I'm like, you know, I have to buy white chickens to get that. Because I've got Bar Rocks and I've got Rhode Island Reds. Right, yeah. So they give me beautiful brown eggs. Mm -hmm. And so and they're so yummy. But anyway, this is, you know, the kind of life I want to live. So I just have to remind myself I'm in this tiny-ass house so I can get to my land. Yep. Mm, anyway. How did I go off on this tangent? I don't know. That's what we do. We okay. go to the left. Well, we got to stop talking <laughs> about this bullshit. We always go to the left. Yeah. I think we need to wrap it up. All right. <laughs> Let's go. wrap this baby up. Let's wrap it up. Like, like we always say, you can follow us on all social media. You can visit us on Facebook at F-U-K-I-N-G Reality Queens. You can follow us on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram at Fucking Reality Queens. You can visit us on our website at FuckingRealityQueens.com. www, obviously. FuckingRealityQueens.com. You can send us an email at podcast at FuckingRealityQueens.com. Leave us a message or 
question on our contact us page on our website and as always fucking reality queens is a whaley production well, that's a wrap like a leader on a wrap <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> wrap them leaders up what wrap that wiener <laughs> wrap them presents oh, that's what we presents, mean whatever. wrap them presents wiener present, put them whatever. under the tree Same thing. <laughs> merry christmas everyone i love it happy holidays that's a wrap <laughs>